This is the Village A Podcast. We are your hosts, Nick and Sean, as usual. And this is going to be episode four of season two. Um, damn, bro, we got a lot to talk about right before the season starts. Uh, we got testing. Well, first of all, we got to go through all the liveries. We got testing to go through. We got pre-race bets to make. Hopefully, we're going to be a little better this year. And a whole bunch of other stuff. So, first of all, the liveries this year. They're all black, bro. Why? They're back to black this year. Everyone's black. Um, they're saving weight. That dude, I was gonna bring that up. Damn, I was hoping you wouldn't know, yeah. you wouldn't know that yet because yeah, no, that's kind of weird. They're just going with a dry, like dry carbon instead of so it's not actually painted black. It's just dry carbon to save right. what two grams probably. It's enough. It's noticeable. Yeah, every um, every gram counts, but. Yeah, I think Mercedes was probably the first one to do that with the raw carbon. And then I think a couple other teams were like, oh, shit, we could probably do that too. Because I think Alfa Romeo was definitely painted or had a wrap on for the black part the first time. No, it wasn't. I think that they knew that that everybody knew this at the beginning of the year, that this wasn't going to be against the rules. I think it should be, to be honest. I think like a certain percentage of the car should have to be painted. Because when it it makes a very... Some like the Mercedes is raw carbon. Yeah, I know on it's like all in the hole from like the front, like front nose cone all the way up over Lewis's face, like over their head. Like that whole whole section is all raw carbon. And where all the stickers are, I think might be might be painted. I'm not sure hundred percent, but I still think that the FI still has like a regulation of how much percentage the car has to be painted. I think more of the cars would have to be painted. I, I don't like it because it makes a really uniform grid. All the cars are black with other accents. Dude, speaking of paint, the pink car is back. Pink car is back. Bro, I, I miss Force India. Oh, the pink car is back. The, uh, I mean, not, not permanently, but for the first race. It's actually the first three races. Oh, is it? Yes. Yeah. I knew, so, it was for th- I knew it was for three, but I didn't know it was the first three in a row. So, of course, uh, British Water Treatment became the title sponsor of Al- Alpine. They were last year, too. They were the previous title sponsor of Force India and Racing Point. And they're in every motorsport pretty heavily. Right. Um, all their cars are that iconic pink. I thought the pink was for Force India. I didn't know that was the BWT paint color. That's their color. That's the company's color, yeah. Oh, damn. Right, no, because well, the, the original Force India wasn't pink. What color the was the Kingfisher yeah, car? Yeah, you're right. It was like green. It was like the colors of the Indian flag. It was like orange, green, and yellow and blue. Yeah, yeah, you're or totally orange, right. Green, white, and blue. Yeah, you're definitely right. But yeah, so pretty much all the cars are black. Some of them do look a little bit better. Like, dude, the Mercedes and the Haas, I think, are my two favorite. Those both look sick. I, I, I saw there was a little things I noticed about the Haas livery that I really liked the uh, the fact that it's now got the big carbon American flag on I the love that. Uh, on the side of the snout is pretty cool. It's it's bigger than it's ever been. It's like you probably ten inches. Damn. And uh, and it used to they've always had an American flag on that car, but it used to be like a little postage stamp. And That's... then I noticed it had a. Ch- on the uh, side pods that had a Chipotle advert. I thought that was awesome. I did. Do. I have seen quite a few commercials, actually, uh, like Chipotle commercials with um, Magnuson and Rosberg. Okay. So that I didn't know that. I, I don't have cable here. So I saw that for the first time that it has a Chipotle on the side of it. I was a fan of oh, that. Oh, yeah. I'm sure we'll see one during the race, too. But yeah, we're Chipotle getting, also I'm... a local Colorado company. Oh yeah, baby. I love Chipotle. It's it's, it's owned by McDonald's now, but it started in Colorado. Yeah, dude. The dude, we always in high school we went downtown like to the original and it was like a like a like a true like mecca walk, bro. We had to go down there to like the original, the OG, and yeah, it's a staple of Colorado. I will say though, in Colorado, that if I'm want to go to that tip, that style of burrito place where you know you go through the line and they stack up on it what you want. Don't say it. I, I, I'm, I prefer illegal Pete's. Oh, I thought you were going to say Qdoba. We we're going to fight. Oh, Qdoba. You know, honestly, gun to my head, I'd probably take Qdoba over Chipotle. No, but now, illegal Pete's is the goat of all of them. That's true. I mean, Chipotle's—they've 
I mean, they're they've gone downhill since the McDonald's bottom, obviously. They're still solid though. There's one no, a couple blocks from here. I, I I go there more than I'm proud of. No doubt. Dude, <laughs> speaking of being proud of something, I think Pierre Gasly might have been the like the proudest person on the internet right after the liveries came out. Mercedes tweet. Yeah, Mer- dude, Mercedes posted the picture of the car and then just their caption was back to black. And the number one comment liked by like 300,000 people is Pierre Gasly saying, once you go back, <laughs> dude, once you-, you can't say that, Pierre. Dude, that's so, <laughs> so good. So I guess we'll run through our, you already get my top liveries. Yep, tell me. Uh, I hated it at first, but now that I've seen it on track, I really like the McLaren one. Really? Yes. Dude, there's so much going on, though. It's so much going on, but, like, on the points where it, like, of course, there's a lot of black, which everyone did. and But then there's, like, that they've kept the light blue from golf, even though golf is no longer a sponsor. Someone is getting golf livery this year. Yeah, Williams did. But um, <laughs> you're so disappointed in that. Yeah. He, he wanted to. To me, I've always associated that. golf with McLaren because they were the, the fuel provider for so long. Yeah. I'm I'm not even 100% sure who McLaren's fuel provider is this year. Aren't they all the same? No. Really? They're never the same in Formula One. Really? I thought it was like like Sunoco for NASCAR and shit. No. That's why, like, so, like, Mercedes is Patronus. Golf is Williams now. They used to be McLaren. Uh, Ferrari's Shell. Now that so you're now those, that you're saying those now that you're saying those words, it it does make a little bit of sense. Like but the Patronus is all over the Mercedes. I for some reason I didn't put those two together. That that's the fuel provider. And uh, Williams is or well, Williams is golf, but who's uh, Alpine? I'm trying to think. Anyway, not important. Um. Oh, it's Cent- Cent- Centronics. Centronics is uh, Williams, or uh, I believe so. It's the it's the first Google uh, res- response that I got, so we're just gonna go with that. Um, but my favorites are probably Haas and Alfa Romeo. Haas and Alfa. I'm not. I'm a little disappointed in Alfa, to be honest. Dude, going both from like the white. Full white card and full black. It's such a big change. I love it. They both look so good. The, the problem is that some from certain angles, it looks like a Ferrari. Dude, that's the good thing. The Ferrari is the best looking car on the grid. So then how come you didn't say Ferrari? Because I don't like, I mean, it's boring, bro. It's fucking 75 years of fucking red liveries. Cool. That's iconic. It's I mean, yeah, thing. it's iconic, but you can you can change the red. It doesn't have to be like Corsa, like red Corsa, it can be like, dude, Ferrari makes different color reds. I don't know. It can do paint to sample one. I don't know. I'm just tired of the red. I, I hate my thing with Ferrari too. They actually on, changed the red this year. See, do my thing with Ferrari in general. You know what? I'm just going to, just for the sake of arguing with you, I'm going to say Ferrari is my number one favorite. Oh, eat. Um, because last year it was like a matte black or a matte dark red. If you remember. I do remember that. Yeah. And now they went back to the classic Ferrari red, like the glossy bright red. That's true. And then they put the yellow Ferrari on the spoiler. That and then it looks like the shark so, it, Yeah, it looks it looks classic almost. And I like I like to see classic cars. And they did the least black of anybody else. See, dude, my thing with Ferraris though, even on all their street cars too, any Ferrari that isn't red, I like. Like I agree. Yellow, there's a lot. Yeah, give me a yellow Ferrari, give me a black, like any, like all of them look so much better than the red. Like I know it's iconic, like you have to do what you have to do, blah, blah, blah. But I used to always want a white 458. Dude, I want I've always wanted a fucking yellow 360 or yeah, dude. But or a 612. They do like last year they teased us with the yellow car for that one race, and everyone on the internet got a boner for like four days until they just gave everyone t-shirts. 
so yeah, Ferrari is my number one. <laughs> all right, all right. And then who I was originally gonna say Mercedes was my number one because as much shit as I talked about it, that rock carbon looks dope. <laughs> I do think that the Mercedes should be silver, but they're still calling it the silver era, you know that, right? Yeah, they said so they did for the five years that it wasn't silver. Bro, that doesn't make sense. There's silver on it. Is somewhere. I, I was I, very, very little. <laughs> <laughs> then then they did something interesting with the two different cars, how they gave uh George Russell's a green accent and then Hamilton's is a yellow accent. I think I think the yellow's always been the number one. No, number one yellow's car. always been the number two. Really? Because Botas always had the yellow car. Interesting. And then last year, Hamilton was like, no, I traditionally always had the yellow car. So I think, want the yellow car to match my yellow helmet. Do you think Lewis is the number two driver now? No, but I think he, he just likes the yellow. But maybe. I don't know. Yeah, he can do whatever he wants. He can do whatever he wants. Um, uh, anything else about the livers, though? I got nothing. Those are, I mean, they're all pretty pretty standard. Everyone kind of went back to black, but I'm excited to see them all on on the track. Even like Aston Martin just went with a little oh. darker green. I like Aston's. It looks good on track. It yeah, doesn't it does seem like it changed that much, which is fine though, because look, I don't think that they should have to change delivery every year. No, I don't think they should either. I think it's, I think it's crazy that they have to. That's like a forced thing by Formula One. See, like in, uh, in like British English soccer, they do update the uniforms every year, and that's fine. We'll do like back in the back in the day, like what is it like probably the eighties? The Lotus, the probably yeah, the Lotus Formula One car. It was black and gold for like five straight years. They didn't even change the mechanics of it every year. They yeah. just they just won, and they're like, all right, what'd you do to change it this year? I said nothing. It was good last year. Here you go. See if you can beat it. And now they're like forcing them to change every year. So I don't like that. Well, and then, I mean, you look at like American sports, like they rarely change the uniforms and it kind of gives the teams an identity, you know? Exactly. Dude, every time there's a new uniform, it's, oh, we're always like, oh, that's bad. Like it's a bad look. It never is as good as the classic. Like every time they come up with a new third jersey for the abs, it's, I, I can never get behind it. Dude, I mean, the Avs, like, went back to their old school look. And then uh, a lot of teams in the NHL have been trending back to vintage-looking jerseys. Like, I'm so glad Phoenix finally went back to their fucking Coyote. Absolutely. Um, wow, that, now we're off topic. But Hey, back oh, here. Here's to stay, to stay off topic and on topic. You want to get better at golf, Nick? I had, I had one more thing to say about liveries before we – Oh, tell you, tell me your livery. One thing I it's it keeps fucking me up is that Orlean jumped from Saber, Saber, yeah, to Alphatari because now it has the same colored rear wing as the Alfa Romeo did last year. And every time I see it, my brain thinks Alfa Romeo for a quick second. Yeah, it's gonna take a little bit getting used to. Sorry about that, bud. Yeah, I just hate it when like one sponsor moves to another team in the similar part of the field. And if someone else got the Google Chrome <laughs> wheels, I wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> I wish that on Red Bull. Oh, that would be bad. <laughs> Dude, they're going to need the money after. Or actually, yeah, they're going to need the money, bro. They're going to overspend again. But, Nick, it's time to get better at golf with Impact Tees. You got short game problems, bud? I've got all game problems, man. Impact tees. Do, <laughs> do you want more consistency? I need some form of consistency, yes. Impact tees. Do you want to get the Car Girls number, Nick? Yeah. Guess what? Let me guess. Fucking impact tees. Impact tees. That's yeah, what I was buddy. Say. I, as I, usual, I, as usual, they are the sponsor of this podcast. We are loving them as the sponsor. So go on to their website, impactees.com, or on their social media, at impactees underscore official. 
and check them out on YouTube. They're doing some stuff on YouTube now and on Facebook. So, but yeah, so they're going to be sticking with us the whole season and we get 15% off if you use the code village a at checkout. So go get better at golf, everyone. Is that confirmed? They're with us all season. Yeah. We got them all season long, baby. But to the biggest topic that we have all day, all pod testing. We got three days of testing to go through, bro. Yeah, we do. And it was actually way, way more competitive and way more entertaining than I thought it was going to be. What did you expect? Honestly, I didn't, I didn't know what to expect. I expected them to get kind of to be the same as last year. I didn't think that since we didn't really get much of a design, we didn't get any sort of design change since the new car came out. And there were really no regulations or rule changes to force teams to make design change. I didn't think there would be as There many. is a huge regulation change. What, the, well, not huge. the car? Out of the car, yeah. Yeah, because fucking Toto's a pussy. Don't talk about my guy like that. Bro, he complained to the FIA because they were the only car that couldn't figure it out without raising the car. And he goes, guys, it's a safety issue. Like, every car has to be... Every car has to be higher because we can't figure it out. I mean, it was a this was a big quote unquote drama port point in Drive to Survive season five. Oh yeah, Drive to Survive ran with that. Oh yeah, and I mean, it could have been all for the cameras and such, but dude, Christian Warner put him in his place. Change your fucking car. But I dude, I don't know. It just gave me a bad. Bad vibes for it. Like every other team figured it out. That's not true. There was a ton of teams porpoising. Fucking uh, yeah, there's only Lewis. Aston Martin was still porpoising today and testing and going fast. Oh, yeah, so yeah, so was Ferrari. Ferrari was porpoising yesterday and testing too. Or I mean, in, in practice. Yeah, um, but I mean, they're just testing how low can they take, how low can they get this car before it starts porpoising, and. I don't know. There's just a it was a weird feeling for that, but nonetheless, I thought it was going to be another Red Bull runaway. But I mean, they still obviously still look the same. They haven't changed anything. Max is still. Fast. They showed the best overall pace throughout the three days. I mean, not particularly looking at the short runs, but looking at their overall times when race fuel and everything like that, they were fastest overall. But no doubt. Um, both Mercedes and Ferrari both look way faster than they did last year, um, especially Mercedes. looks like they kind of figured it out. They were right at 4 or 5, P4 or 5 the whole time. And it looked like Lewis kind of just had the car under control. It wasn't – I don't know. It wasn't all over the place like last year. Yeah, uh, there was a lot of debate on what the total pace of the car would look like, but it looks like they've come a long way from where they were last year. Oh, yeah. I mean, there are rumors, too, that they're coming out with a new side pod design after week three if they haven't figured it out. But Lewis said that's bullshit. That's that's just a rumor. It's not going to happen. They're sticking with this design. And, I mean, I kind of believe it. If they were going to change their design, they would have done it before this race, right? Mm. I mean, how many times did they change it last year? Well, not extent. There's rumors that they would change it to – look like Red Bull's side pod, like completely like with the intakes and everything from no side pods to Red Bull's. And I was just thinking like they've had two years to figure out whether or not this is a good design or not. Like what do they need three races for? I don't know. We'll but, see. Yeah. We'll see. They, the look, they look we really good. Anything. We really don't know anything till tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Well, Till today, as you're listening to this. Well, we really but, know something tomorrow. Oh, we got we do have some funny news though. What's the funny news? Lance Stroll fell off his bike. Yeah, that that was pretty funny. Have you seen the meme of uh, Fernando running him over? Yeah, yeah, I, it's uh, unbelievable. I I would it would have been better if it was Seb though because it seems like Fernando and um, Lance have a decent relationship. I don't know. It's weird. I don't think Seb is that kind of spiteful guy. No, I don't think so either. He just 
I think he just hated Aston Martin. He just hated the situation he was in. Which sucks because now they're fucking rocking. So, yeah, Aston Martins were looking really good on day one. Um, I think it was Fernando had the whole day, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so their reserve driver, Felipe Drogovic, is going to take Landa or take Lance's spot. Um, so that should be interesting. He's an F2 driver. No, fake news. That didn't happen. Hey, we got we, we to get to that, bro. Oh, I, I thought we news. were recording this as of today. Yeah, yeah. See, this is tough when we we're right on schedule now when we're recording. We gotta we gotta talk to the future. Well, my fault because I was sick as a dog all week. You're good, dude. Yeah, he did not sound good at all. He sounded like a like he swallowed some nails. It was it was a rough rough week for him. Apparently, they're calling it the Norma virus. Awesome, but is it related to COVID? Well, have you apparently? some kids got it eventually and it like went through the whole school system and the teachers got it. And then um, schools it, it, are, schools are a fucking cesspool. Yeah. Schools are fucking gross. If you, if you have kids, I'm sorry if you don't good. Um, and yeah, so everyone got it and it, it, it walks, talks, and acts like COVID, but it doesn't test positive for COVID. And so apparently they're calling it the Norma virus. I had it. A bunch of my students got it. Everyone at my uh, flight school is getting it. That fucking sucks, bro. Yeah. Um, what else we got for day one? Um, oh, I did notice two wild cards that I think are going to be fast as fuck this year, bro. Who's that? You ready for this hot take? Yeah. Fernando Alonso and Valtteri Botas. I agree. Hold on one sec. Plug it in. Fernando, he's been confirmed fast. Pretty much every every team, every principal, every driver has said that car's quick. That that they figured something out with the Aston Martin. Um, but Botas, he was kind of a like under like real. No one really talked about him. I think he was P six on day one. He just looked he looked strong, and it seems like he's comfortable in that car now. But I'm excited for Fernando, bro. Have we ever once doubted fucking Botas? Like he, no, we we've been he, a Botas crew forever. He's been he's probably the fastest hit for tat driver in the midfield. He's by, got probably dude, the worst. By, he's by a long shot, dude. We we saw him for what four or five years, be P two pretty much every race. You know he still has more poles than Max Verstappen. Actually, Max Verstappen just tied him. Really? Yes. For number of poles? Yeah, 21 poles as of today. Wow. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. You know why Botas has 21? Why? Because he told James to go fuck himself. <laughs> Do you know where James is now? No, where? James is, I believe, the team principal of Williamson. You're actually right. Yeah, he definitely is there. That's you that where, James. Do you know where Matias is? Still gardening. <laughs> he's on his gardening leaves. Still gardening. Is he alive? Well, it's debate. We don't that we don't know. We'll find out like after the year's up, we'll see if he comes back to life or not. See if he resurfaces. Um, but what do we got? So that was day one of testing. Looked really good. Day two started getting a little bit more interesting. Um, Lance Stroll still injured. Uh, they said he's done, he's not gonna race in Bahrain. It's gonna be Felipe. Felipe. Um, but we'll see how that goes. Um, and then we, they said, park it, mister. Yeah. So we'll just get into that now. Lance ended up racing. It did not look good, from my opinion. He, I don't think he should have raced. I think they just slapped this through him in the car. He had one, one, what, half day of testing. I don't know. It just looked rough. And they should have just, just one race. Just give, give the spot to someone else. Yeah. I don't think anyone wanted to rush him into the cockpit. No, yeah, I mean, he was yeah, – I mean, I don't know if just because his dad's in charge or what that he was able to get in, but I can't believe the FIA didn't stop him because it seemed unsafe when he was driving. He wasn't able to take turns all the way. He wasn't able to turn the steering wheel correctly. I doubt he was able to get out of the car in the seven seconds that they're supposed to. Oh, he passed an extraction test. He did? Yes, he did. He had to. Wow. Did he – like before the race – I thought he did that before he got hurt. 
No, they had to do a game after he got hurt. Oh, that sucks. Well, all right. Well, my bad on that one. But I don't yeah, know. I think, I mean, dude, Seb called Aston Martin and asked, if you guys need a driver, I'm ready. That would have been fun. That would Seb have been awesome. <laughs> Seb and Fernando. <laughs> that would have been. Dude, you know why they did You know why they didn't do it, though? <laughs> why? Because Seb and Fernando would have got probably P3 and P4, and then Lance's dad, or Lawrence Stroll, would have looked at Lance and been like, sorry, bud, you're done. Park it. <laughs> you're the reserve driver. We've got two world champions up here. Like, I, I, I honestly think that's why they didn't call Seb or let him have it. Because would be I think so he would have, I think he would have fucking, I think he would have sat in the car. He wouldn't have got out of the car after he finished the race. He would have sat there, flown to the next race in the car. So Lance can't get in. Like he would have done everything <laughs> to stay in that car. Uh, that, that's a shame that the world didn't get to have that. I know. But what else we got? Lewis finally looking good again. It looks like Michael Jordan gave him the secret stuff. He's got the W14 sort of under control. It looks like, yeah. Um, he finished P two overall for day two, which was really or for day three, which was really solid. Um, what else we got? Aston Martin. I wrote Aston Martin down a lot. Oh, fucking bad news, bro. Bad news. What's that? Our car, the orange one, is not looking good. Yeah, it's looking like a fucking boot. <laughs> it's looking fucking horrible. <laughs> Dude. I could barely keep it on the track and test it. I, I mean, does this show that Ricardo was actually a good driver and this car was just trashed the whole time? I thought that the whole time. I mean, dude, this is getting out of hand. Lando's punching walls and shit, which I will say I do like that. Like, there's a lot of people giving him shit and getting hate. He's getting a little bit of hate for punching walls and getting angry. I, personally love it as an american who like sports are competitive they're supposed to be competitive i like to see a little fire little yeah it shows he's passionate yeah exactly Which we all do your, car, your car's a piece of shit like you're not just gonna settle and like oh my well i guess that's my car no you're gonna fucking mad you're gonna punch a wall like i love that exactly what you said like it shows passion yeah um, but yeah, they looked real slow. The car looked twitchy, was unsettled, and well, that that was the interesting thing about it. It, it was like the Al the Alpine was off pace, but we could tell why it was off pace. It was obvious. It was too stiff. Yep. It was too low. It, it wasn't quite settling into certain corners. But it was like okay, they fixed that, and it could be a decent midfield car. The McLaren just. You couldn't really tell what was off about it. It was just behind on pace. It was twitchy at points, and it, but it wasn't consistent. Dude, Oscar you know, was the only one to spin during all three days of testing. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a tough. It was weird about it. It's just it's hard to say what's wrong with it. It's just like a bad car. Yeah, and it's the car's it, bad. You know, it's yeah. It's tough to listen to the guys too. Like Oscar's saying, like, yeah, we're looks like we'll be fighting for a midfield position. Like we're gonna be. We're going to be right there, but honestly, dude, they're going to be lucky to beat Haas. Like, their the car's looking bad. Um, <laughs> dude, Haas is going to be the top of the midfield this year, I think. Dude, I can't wait for those vets to take over. Dude, Hulkenberg. Oh, okay, well, are we still, we're still talking about testing. Are we going we gonna to move into uh, practice? Oh, yeah, we got, we, got, we got a couple more things with testing. So, day three was night testing. Finally saw Checo. Max got the first two days by himself. So finally got Checo and dude, Checo looked fast, fast, fast. Like he was P1 the whole day. Um, Any updates from uh, Checo's mom or whatever that drama was? I don't, dude. We should get some Checo mom updates. I should follow (laughs) her on. I should follow her on Twitter. I bet she's a great Twitter follow. Yeah, yeah. Follow her. See, get some intel. The only problem is I don't speak Espanol. Google Translate, bud. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, you're right. I have an iPhone. Um, so pretty much all I got for day three was the McLaren looked bad again. They were duct taping the front wing brow. And I mean, that's that's not a good that's bad for the brand. You're duct taping stuff on a Formula One car. That's bad for the brand. That's testing. 
Um, but wow. dude, it's a good looking. I'm looking at it again. Whoop. I've got it pulled up here on the uh, what some pictures of it just do, going around the track and testing and just looking oh. a little off pace. And I just keep looking like how good this livery actually looks on track. Dude, the car looks fine. I I mean I do like the livery, but dude, you gotta you gotta drive fast. You gotta, it's gotta be a better car. I'm sorry, it's just gotta be a better car. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, I'm watching it being overtaken by a Haas right now. Oof, oof. The Haas is quick, man. Dude, I'm I'm really excited for the Haas. We're stoked for Haas, dude. We're an American show. We need to do. We need to have some Haas love this season, dude. I'm gonna think about been buying some Haas merch. I'm definitely down. I want to give. I did see some Haas uh, like used carbon fiber parts on the Formula One authentic store. Might be our next giveaway. Fuck that. We'll put that in the studio. I know. I kind of wanted to keep it too. I'll probably buy two. You know how it goes. <laughs> um, but dude, I couldn't pick. I can't pick a favorite to to take pole for qualifying or to win the race. I will say I don't think Max is going to run away with it. I. We have three or four teams that are right there with him that are going to put up a fight. Even Fernando and Valtteri are going to be right there. Um, but I, I, I honestly, for the for pole, I don't think my pick would be Max right now. I'd probably be Fernando. He was dialed Sean in. Cut. Sean Cut, bro. I mean, he would have been my pick. We're recording this and releasing this on the same day. We already know who was on pole. We can't pretend like we don't. I know. I'm saying he would have been. He would have been my pick. I would not. I he was P one for testing day two and three. Alonzo. Yeah. He would have been your pick for pole. He wouldn't have been my. He maybe would have been my pick for top three, but he was never my pick for pole. And he's not my pick to win the race or even get close to winning the race. Because eyes read between the lines and saw the overall pace of the Red Bulls. Jesus Christ, Sean. What? 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 The Avalanche just went down 6-1 against Dallas. Oh, wow. Woof. (laughs) That's a tough one for me. (laughs) That's a personal rivalry in my opinion. Ouch, bro. That's Yeah, that really hurts. Um. (laughs) But yeah, he would he would have been Fernando would have been my pick. Obviously, we know the results of the qualifying. He was what P four, P P four at P five, P five. Yeah. Um. But dude, real quick, back to testing. I was so turned on during the night testing day three. The guys were they were legit racing out there for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Send dude, it, bud. Dude, yeah, they're going three wide, diving into corners. Like it was, it was sick. Legit racing, but yeah, couldn't get me any more excited for the actual race this weekend. Um, I was freaking stoked for the race this morning. I was up at six a.m. because I race was at eight. I was ready to go at six. Oh, that was clearly an accident, but um, <laughs> let's go through. Any you got any final thoughts about testing? Who impressed you the most? Do you think? Uh, Mercedes, I think. Really. Yeah, just to see them. I mean, obviously, everybody's talking about Aston. Yeah. Um, which overall was the most impressive, but I got to give somebody else credit because yeah, they're probably the most you know, improved. And, and and what was interesting about uh, that is they've been underplaying it. If they would have known it was going to come, you know, we're just like, hey, we're just trying to make some progress. Dude, and I love how I they're sandbagging it. I guarantee you it. If you would have told them at lunchtime yesterday that they were going to be competing with the Red Bulls, I guarantee you they wouldn't have believed you. I yeah. mean, they put together a spectacular car. Obviously, the new regulations, um, whereas that went into effect last year, but this year we're really seeing the result of it, where the teams that are behind the front runners get a little bit more development time. So yep. they get time to improve. Um I think we're also seeing. I think we're also seeing the fifteen percent from lack of fifteen percent of uh, wind tunnel time for Red Bull. I think that's. I don't think think the Red Bulls had to change the car that much. I don't think that affected them as much as the extra time that the other teams got based on the regulations. Right. Okay, that makes sense. And then the other teams also got a portion of Red Bull's time that got taken away from them, which couldn't have hurt 
But what we're seeing is the pack is coming together, which as a racing fan, I am so excited for this season. It's see the way you say seen, the way you say the pack is coming together. So you're saying you're are you saying like the midfield teams are all sort of working together, sharing intelligence, kind of working I'm to, not get saying everyone, that to elevate everybody? I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that the regulations with the cost cap and with some of this dynamic, uh, you know, intel gathering and data and all the new GPS data we have and the new development rules, uh-huh. we're the whole grid is becoming tighter and tighter and tighter. And it's now coming down to where I don't think we're going to have a runaway. I mean, Red Bull's going to be a runaway in a way, but it's think, not going to be. Do you think like Red Bull's going to run away with the constructor? I don't think it's going to be like we saw last year. And I don't think it's going to be like we saw with Mercedes for the last six years. I think it's going to be, even if one team like Red Bull does start to run away, I don't think they're going to run away as early and as quickly. Yeah. I don't think that. I think it's going to be more of a fight in the beginning. Yeah. I think it's going to go down the last race this year. Cause I think. You think the constructors will go down the last race? uh, Maybe not. Maybe not the constructors. That's, that's a lot of math. That's. A lot's got to happen. The World Drivers Championship could. I mean, I think it will. I mean, there's, I think there's going to be a legit four to five person battle for the title this year. Who do you think it's going to be? I think Max, Leclerc, Lewis, Fernando, and honestly, probably George Russell. Maybe Carlos. Maybe it's going to be one of the three. What's going to be one of the three other second drivers, I think, but it's going to be. I think Leclerc. Yeah, I do. Shot. Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, um, I think I don't. I think I'm going to tell you this right now. I don't see Fernando because I don't see. While they're really fast right now, um, they're behind on the tire strategy. I don't see the Aston Martin being very consistent. I see it being able to win some races this year, but uh-huh. I don't see it winning enough and scoring enough points to get into that conversation yet. But maybe I'm wrong. I'm, I hope I'm wrong. Because that would be fucking sick. Right. Also, can anyone confirm? <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. Sorry. Um, can anyone confirm? Uh, is Aston not going anywhere anymore? Dude, honestly, I don't know. We've heard for two two or three years that they're done. They're, it's the last year or something. That the strolls were planning on selling it, but now it's like they're rolling and they've improved it so much. And yeah. With I, the I, other changes in the grid on where Audi and Ford and everybody else is going. It doesn't really seem like there's a place for them to leave. Yeah, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna stick it out, especially if Fernando actually does something this year. I think they're gonna kind of vault vault themselves forward a little bit. Um, but I mean, I yeah, I think that's probably for for who impressed me the most. I'm not gonna say Fernando. I'm not going to say Fernando, too, because he was the most improved, but the most impressed, I think, probably Lewis. Lewis? Yeah, he. it just seems like he actually figured out the car, and he looks like he's ready to go for the season. I wouldn't um, say he figured out the car. I want to say they figured out to see, put that's, Lewis that's in a thing. car that worked best. That's the thing. Um, Toto said Lewis was the one that took the brunt of the damage for development of the car last year. He said Russell was able to just sit there and take fifth place back to back to back, no problem. But Lewis was back there grinding out seventh, eighth, ninths, and learning the car and figuring out what the car needs. And he was relaying that information to the engineers and they were fixing it for both cars at the same time. And Russell just got to take advantage of all the improvements while Lewis was the one actually doing the R&D out there. Oh yeah, for sure. Lewis is the greatest of all time. There's no yeah, exactly. He knows what the car needs, and that's why he was taking the damage. That's why he was grinding last year. So that's why I'm saying I think he figured it out, and I think he's the most impressed. Um, <laughs> who shit the bed? I'm re- reluctant to say who you want me to say. Is it Lando? No. I think you want me to say Oscar Piastri. I think we're just going to both say McLaren. Well, here's the thing is I don't put it 
uh, Piastri was eight tenths behind Lando and testing. And for, for most of the practice sessions, he was. That's not and good. So, and so we were all at first um, looking down on him a little bit yep. until, of all people, who changed my mindset on the way I'm thinking about it was Zach Brown. And Zach is, you know, a very good, I think, uh, not the team principal, but, you know, leadership figure. And he, he seems to know racing very well. And he's done a great, great. job with his team. <laughs> Great musician, too. Is he? He seems like an overall dope dude. Like, I'd love to hang out with him at the bar. Tell me I'm wrong. He's a great musician, too. <laughs> he's, is he? What does he play? He plays the guitar. Dude sings Country Fried. Where's he, he from? Is it, that, that was a joke, Nick. Zach Brown Band. Oh, I, I didn't. It went right Damn it. <laughs> well, sorry about that, viewers. Oh, you're good. Um, I mean, I, I mean, they... Zach Brown, he's a great CEO, I think. I think he's doing what... Let me tell you what he said about Oscar Piastri. What? He said, Oscar's doing everything I asked him to do. He's getting in there. He's getting used to the car. We know we have a lot of work to do on this car. Like, it's clear to everybody. We're not hiding that. There's a lot of shit we need to fix. And it's not like his teammate is another rookie. It's Lando fucking Norris. Probably one Very of the true. most overall talented drivers on the grid. And the fact that he's hanging eight tenths of it as a rookie in a brand new car in his first year in F1, we're happy with what he's doing. I mean, do you think do you think Ricardo would be in a better or worse spot if he was in this if he was still in the seat? I think he would be in maybe a slightly better spot just because he's used to the way the car drove last year. Where Oscar's just having the limited time in the car and he's having to figure it out. Right. It's it's the same thing in me. When I'm training someone in a, so I could be training someone with 600 hours and they have a lot of experience. I put them in a new airplane they've never flown before. They're just a little sloppy. Yeah, 100%. You're out of your comfort zone. You're having to re-familiarize, you know what I mean? Sean left. No, right here. He said later, nerds. He said later. Um, (laughs) I mean, with any with any new car, it takes a lot to to get used to it. I mean, I'm sure with an F1 car, it's ten times more than anything we've ever driven. Like getting a new car and driving like a new stick shift car, it's completely different than the last one you drove. Like the clutch is different, the gears are different, like the way the shift pattern is. Yeah. The feel of the brake bias is different. The yeah, exactly, yeah, balance exactly. is different. It's I'm not counting my man's out. Nah, I got a question for you though. Yeah. Is Leclerc the number one driver for Ferrari? Yeah. It just seems like they're both right right there. And the new team principal said they someone I can't remember the exact quote, but someone asked him, How are you gonna be Verstappen this year, well, like which which driver do you think is going to take him down? And he said, "Not one of my drivers. Like I have two number one drivers." I agree with that. I, so I, he, would say, I don't know if that was just the prince, like the team principal, not shitting on one of his guys and like just saying the right words to not shit on his guy instead of I mean, hyping one up. I don't think they treat Carlos like a number two, really. Yeah. Um. I mean, even. Toto said that a couple years back with Botas. It's like, no, Mercedes AMG F1 team does not have a first and second driver. We have two drivers. Right. Yeah. That, but yeah. then they obviously treated Botas like the second driver to me, which I see with the strategies and stuff. I see definitely Red Bull treats Checo like the second driver. But I don't really see them treating Carlos like a second driver, but I'd say if you had to ask me on paper based on stats and standings and points, I would say Carlos is the second driver. Okay, that checks out. I was just that was just a question for me. Um, what else we got? Oh, was that you? Yeah, that was a question for me. Um, I do want I do okay. want to explain a little bit of the testing um, because I had one of my good friends, you know him as well, Ryan Del Casa, ask me. <laughs> he he asked me. What, what the hell are those metal 
grid things on the cars during testing. Have you never seen an aero rake before? I Bro, I, I, I guess not. So we're going to – so because of him, he's a motorsports guy. He likes all this stuff. He's been watching F1 for a while too, and he had no freaking clue. So if he didn't know, I'm assuming a lot of our listeners don't know as well. So aero rakes, what the hell are they? It looks like a fence. So basically it is a metal structure that you put around the car like scaffolding on a building. Yeah. And it has an array of different sensors that can measure airflow over different points of the car and is kind of a way of wind tunnel testing the car on the track live under real racing conditions. So that's why at the in testing you see them a lot. They're allowed for, I believe, the two first practice sessions. So a lot of times you will see them come out of on the practice session with the not only just the aero rakes, but also the flow viz paint on them. That was my next question. Yeah, with the big, yeah, the, the green paint. Yeah, that I think is very effective. You can, we all, well, at least everyone can see at least which cars so have that, good airflow. That also can measure um, and give you an idea, at least with the skin friction drag. Yeah. So you have different kinds of drag that's involved in these cars. So with all the wings and, and, and aerodynamic things on the cars, you get what's a lot of, down what we call a downforce is also induced drag and then you have skin friction drag the skin friction drag can really be measured by that flow vis paint um and the aero rakes are more for to measure that induced drag and some of the turbulent effects that are happening from the different parts of the bodywork. i'm sorry for going into a tangent on aerodynamics there no dude i mean the aero rakes i think the aero rakes are they give the engineers a little bit more like number they give more number data like I'm sure it goes back to a computer and it tells them all the same wind tunnel data that they would get in a wind tunnel. But for the high vis paint, that I think even people like me and you and Del <laughs> can tell which cars have good airflow and which have bad. Like, dude, Adrian Newey knows what the fuck he's doing. The Red Bull had a beautiful flow of vis paint all the way down the side pod. And the Mercedes looked like I fucking threw a bucket of paint on the side. And I mean, I'm sure the the Mercedes has air in different areas to because I mean it's a fast fucking car, it's not shit. But just the way, just just also the, way kind of the biggest budget flows around the Red Bull is fucking crazy. But yeah, so I figure we should definitely explain some of that shit. Um, dude, the green paint it dries in like half a lap though, huh? It's supposed to dry quick. It's supposed to, because if it just if it just never dried, it would just run off the car eventually. And yeah, you'd be paying the you'd be paying the track and shit. <laughs> so you, the you car behind the, you, did you get like green paint on their uh, on the tracers' visors <laughs> and shit? Fast enough, so it kind of locks in the impression of you. Don't only need really a half a lap to really tell what's going on with the car aerodynamically. Yeah. Does did Red Bull get affected with any of that sort of testing, or is it only the wind tunnel? Just the wind tunnel. So even though it's, it's still, the same sort of data between wind tunnel and aero rakes, it's well, I mean the aero rake is 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 not is uh what's the word I'm looking for? I mean you'll see pictures of cars with the the aero rakes on in the wind. Um, but they're not as all encompassing as as the wind tunnel, but they can also give you a lot of live data at on the day of the race or the days before the race and similar pressure settings and similar wind uh so do they do they use the air rakes throughout the season at all? During, yes, they do. During pre, they do. Like, you'll see pre the, testing. You'll, you'll see them in almost every practice session leading up to, to, to um, usually P two, or sorry, uh, yeah, practice two and practice three. F they have to have some of their more race conditions locked in, but uh, P two you'll see them at the beginning, but most of P one you'll see them for most of the session. F F P. F P. Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I, it's something I didn't actually, I haven't been paying attention to FP, like free practice and stuff as much um, because I have a I job. I think last year, one of Aston Martins fell off and it looked really goofy. <laughs> They're that's dragging tough, it. That's <laughs> tough look. That's bad for the brand. <laughs> so yeah, you'll um, see now that you, you'll pay more attention to him, I bet. Yeah, definitely. So breaking news, Lance Stroll has been ruled in for the, for the GP, I had that written down. Sorry, I think we already talked about that. Yeah, we did. Um, what else we got? So we got Drive to Survive, bro. I know we're not the biggest Drive to Survive fans, but 
I think we need to at least give it a little justice and give it its all give it its of, due. I'm I'm putting all of the American uh, F1 podcasts, like the Red One, the Red Flag podcast, and all those fucking nerds. Yep. All they've been talking about for the last ten days is Drive to Survive, about how they're religiously watching it, and how it's the greatest show ever, and how they want to jerk off Netflix with their mouths. So I think that we just don't talk about it. Uh, I think we, I think that's fair enough. Um, I just have two things that I was going to bring up about it. Um, I was gonna I, one thing I was going to give it a little credit. We get some behind the scenes stuff that we didn't actually know about. Not, I mean, they're obviously making up drama and shit, but there is every once in a while you get just a cool a cool scene from behind the scene. Not had didn't have anything to do with anything. It's just oh, I didn't know that about Lewis. Like some some interesting. So that's cool. And they're the same directors as the new golf show too, Full Swing. Uh, so it's Drive to Survive, but for golf on the PGA Tour, which gets me hard. Um, it, but it is the exact same thing as Drive to Survive. Like they make up drama, a bunch of BS, but I'll give it its due. And I also just want to bring up again that Toto's a little bitch and Horner put him in his place. He's gonna he's gonna have to get his in another way. I don't know how he's gonna get back, but it's one zero right now. Toto's gonna win the fucking world drivers championship. That's how they put him in his place. Get you some of that. How'd that feel, Christian? <laughs> uh last thing go. we got one more fucking segment to go over. And you know what it what is? is? What is that? Bahrain, the freaking race this weekend, tomorrow, as you're listening to this, if you're listening to it when we released it. But, dude, we're finally here. We just watched qualifying this morning. Took you a little bit to figure it out, but. Fucking ESPN. I'm so fucking excited for the race, dude. I'm so excited. Dude, I'm fucking so horny for fucking f1 right now i'm so mad that i have to wait till tomorrow morning and then i have a busy ass day tomorrow and monday's gonna fucking suck for me me too i yeah i the whole week though i was so giddy i was just i was freaking ready i was two hours up or i was up two hours early this morning for it like it's just bad we're back we're right back in it we pretty much i would say this podcast was a 98 percent formula one talk Right. Yeah. So I mean, that's pretty solid for us. I mean, when once we get back into it, we're back into it for real. So more of this hype for this weekend. Who, since you say it's not Fernando, who's your pick for this weekend? Since we just watched qualifying, we know who's on. Oh, we're talking post qualifying. We're going to talk about shit. First of all, qualifying. This was the first time since 2007 that. <laughs> we've had this kind of spread on the grid. Oh, the how tight the cars were together? 1.28 seconds. For all 20? For all 20 in Q1. Wow, that's actually so cool. Uh, I'm doing the math right now on Q between Q3 and Q... Uh, Q1. So the overall of the qualifying weekend, I think that could be an interesting number. I just need to do all my calculator. I did want to point out while you're doing the math real quick. Yeah. The one thing that Ferrari did not want to happen fucking happened. Which was? Reliability issues. Dude. There's no way Leclerc is not on a rampage right now. Why? Bro. He was about to go out in Q3 or in, um, yeah, Q3 with like three minutes left to set one last fast lap. And he just hops out of the car and they had technical issues with like three minutes left to go. And he couldn't so sell it. They weren't confirmed technical issues. They weren't. I mean, they were not. Let's just, let's just look at the evidence here, buddy. I, I know why they did it. What? Whoa. Oh, tell, dude, this is something. Tell me. So, because of that first issue with their wheel brow, they accidentally wasted a set of tires. So, they thought, and Leclerc agreed, 
Because if they would have had to go out again to try and get P1, they would have lost their last set of tires. Of fresh tires? Of fresh tires. So Leclerc agreed that I would rather start from third on new tires than start from the pole on used tires. That's why he got out. Interesting. I, I appreciate that take. It's a great take. take. That's what both Leclerc and uh, old Grumpy Face said. Really? Yeah, it's not a take. Yeah, they, that's confirmed. I think it's still a take, bro. I mean, I, they were, I mean, what they had the Ferrari, the other uh, Carlos had something fall off his car in Q1. I don't know. I'm just not. That's. I'm not 100% sold on. The reliability of that car just yet. But they're, I mean, they'll obviously have to say if they have to fix something. So that's, I mean, we'll definitely know by tomorrow, like what, if there's an issue. But I mean, it's what, three, one hot lap and two outlaps on a set of tires. I just don't know. It's starting on pole to starting from fourth. It doesn't seem logical. Well, they thought they, they didn't expect um, Alonzo to bump him. So they thought they were going to be starting from third. Alonzo putting a way better lap than two. Carlos bumped huh? him. Didn't Carlos bump him? Carlos bumped Alonzo. Oh, yeah. Leclerc's three. Leclerc's P3, huh? Yeah. So it was Alonzo. They, they, they thought they would be starting from third on fresh tires. And then Alonzo put in a, ba- a way better lap than everyone was expecting and bumped him back to fourth. So that's even what Leclerc said. He's like, I'm starting from the second row on fresh tires. I'd rather do that than start from the front row on um, used tires. So it was a no-brainer for me. He's like, I, yeah, I got, it. I got out of the car. It was my choice. That makes sense. I, I I respect that then if that's what happened, but it still shows that Ferrari's still having some team issues, some pit issues, like they wasted a set during practice or free practice or testing or something, and it's coming back to bite them. I don't know. It's it's just another another thing that on the first race of the year, first qualifying laps, that they they had an issue. I don't know. It's just that made me chuckle. Well, now now they're starting from a little bit more even field position, having the extra set of tires. So oh, yeah. now it's hundred percent, hundred percent. Like they're gonna have they have the same amount of tires as everyone else now. But it's just if they they didn't fuck up the brow and testing or qualifying or whatever, then they could have had that extra set. And I don't know. It's just I I am gonna be we're all gonna be watching Ferrari's reliability in hit wall decisions pretty hard this year. So here's the number that I was after. Tell me. So this is nobody on, nobody on sky sports or anything did this math for me. Let's go dude. this is breaking news on that Phil J podcast. Nobody's got these numbies. No one's got these numbies. So from the slowest car that got out in P one. Right. So the slowest car on the grid, which was Pelier Gasly's Alpine. To the fastest car that qualified P1 in P3, guess how much the spread was? It was 1.2 in Q1. I'm going to say 2.3. 2.4. Wow. I mean, that's... We've never seen it that close. That's remarkable. Yeah, that just shows we're in for a great, great fucking race tomorrow. Oh, yeah. And there were some reasons why Pierre went the slowest. I don't really think – I would really say that the one that I should be counting is Nick DeVries' time instead of Pierre's because if that's the case, then it would be two seconds even. Bro, last year that would have got you into Q3. Yeah. Wow. That's sick, dude. I'm so excited now. That's if you would have counted Nick because uh, Pierre Gasly has some issues. He had a lap time deleted. It right. wasn't really. I would not call his one thirty two one 
a genuine time. Right. But Nick DeVries's 132-1 was probably a more reasonable time for him. That checks out. And that's that changes that point. So it had been, yeah, two seconds. Only two tenths faster was uh, Oscar Piastri in the McLaren. What was the margin between first and second? Uh, as far as Q3? Yeah. Because uh, I bet it would be less than one hundredth of a second. It was one one point four tenths. Oh, sick! One point four. Yeah. Oh, so I lost that bet by four hundredths of a second. And then Charles Leclerc was only uh, one tenth behind. <laughs> it's I mean, gonna be a strategy was... race tomorrow, bro. It's not gonna be just Max running away. I don't think it's gonna be fun. There's gonna be fuck ups. What's crazy is. From P1 to P to P not. So basically everybody that in Q3. Everybody that made Q3 was only a tenth a second. Just down the line, a tenth, a tenth, a tenth, a tenth, a tenth. That's so sick, dude. Everyone was just in a tenth of the car in front of them. Get ready for some DRS tomorrow, bro. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And Did you see it? They, they, they shortened one of the DRS zones because it was too effective. <laughs> yeah, this track is kind of known for DRS passes. Love it. Well, what do you what do you what do you think is interesting? I think one thing that's interesting about this track is how abrasive it is. Yeah. So we're probably gonna see a two-stopper on top of that as well. Jesus Christ, the final of that avalanche game, seven three stars. Yeah, was up. Ten goal game, ten well, goal game in Dallas. I took the over six and a half, so that that hit. You took the over over six and a half, yeah. On Dallas, on the Avs Dallas game, yeah. So you just like, took the over the whole yeah the whole game over six and a half goals. Jesus, yeah, that did hit. Fuck, it's not in a parlay. It's in a parlay though, so my other two are probably going to not hit, and I'm going to lose. But one for one. We would have hit. Hoped it would have hit the other way, but yeah. Speaking of betting, who are you taking? <laughs> We're going to be smart this year. We're not going to bet like idiots like we did last year. I did lose my qualifying bet already, so I'm over one, but let's get it back tomorrow. Who am I taking? Based on overall pace, overall pace from the start of testing to the end of Q1 or Q3, you got to take Max Verstappen. I'm sorry. I mean, I think it's the only – I think it has to. Let me look at the odds real quick, see if we even got – see what the money is. I don't even think it's favorable odds, is it? It's, yeah, it's minus 250, so it's not not good value. But Sergio's number two at plus 600, then Leclerc, then Fernando. Fernando's at plus 1,200. So I did throw a 10 spot on Fernando because that value's just – went 120 bucks on that. That's sick. Um, but, I mean, I everyone throw- – a little bit on Sergio, if you can afford it, because that oh, would be the here's one. here's one winner without Max Verstappen. So just second Basically place. Anybody but Max. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's the winner. It's the winner without Max. So it's if Max wins, who is the winner behind him? So oh. Ser- that's plus 150 for Sergio. That's a decent value. I'd take that one. I might actually take that one. It's pretty solid. And then there's a lot of head to heads, but. So yeah, it's it's just a lot of head to heads, and it's, uh, the money's all there. Like for Stappen to win by ten seconds plus eight hundred, so tempting. But I can't. We're gonna stay away from that this year. Um. Yeah, I think I'm gonna. I think we're going with the Sergio winner without Max. I'm gonna throw fifty on that to win one twenty five. How about that? You like that? I like it. I'm thinking about I'm thinking about buying F1 manager for PC. Should I do it? I think you should. That'd be sick, dude. We can definitely add that as a segment. I've got a dope PC too, so it would look really good. Yeah, update on Nick's F1 team. 
if they want seventy dollars, I just can't afford it right now. That's a little bit. That's that's pretty spicy. Um, but that pretty, I, that wraps up my notes, brother. Um, do you have anything else that you thought of during our, Oh fuck, dude. I think you add did. that shit to cart. Ooh, how much is it? Dude, they've got a deal on it right now for PC through, for being a steam member. Yeah. 75% off. Holy shit. 16 bucks. The yeah. original price is 70 bucks. All right, well, you heard it here first, folks. We will get an update on Nick's F1 team uh, next week on the podcast. Wow, that's sick. I might look into that, too. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to just do McLaren. I'm going to take over McLaren and see if I can fix the car. I love it. I love it. Uh, that wraps up my notes, though, brother. I got nothing else to talk about. I'm so fucking pumped for the race, though. Um, we're going to... We're going to record what probably right after the race, maybe a day after and drop it on around Thursday, Friday. Since we don't have a race this next weekend, we're going to give you guys some F1 content to listen to at least. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, I'm, I'm just pumped to be back. We're on episode four already. So we're fully into the season before the season even starts. Uh, that's going to wrap it up. Though. You got anything else, buddy? I do not. Uh, Everybody stay safe. Yeah, Make sure you fucking into that one game already. I love it. No, I'm not. I'm I'm trying to f- figure it out. But <gasps> yeah, just uh, everybody stay safe. Try not to get sick this week. There's something going around all over the world right now. Be careful. All right. Well, that'll do it, man. And we will <laughs> we will see y'all next time. Stay. Stay. Stay.